Hello, my renegades. Welcome back to Rogue Radio. It's been a while. Guess what? I'm better. We're gonna cause some trouble today. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I strep throat is going around in Toledo, and it sucks because I hate being sick. I get mad at the sickness, and I try to get better as much as I can. <laughs> so yeah, but yes, I'm back. Hello, how are you guys? Yeah. You all know- (coughs) (laughs) That is why you don't eat during a podcast episode. But you know the drill. Today is Renegade Times because it's been a while. Let's just do it. Jump in the trenches with me. Let's see what kind of muck we can get into and make a mess. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, feel free to contact me down in the description below. We have the links for my Instagram, YouTube. Um, I'm, I have to put Twitter down there too, because I have a Twitter as well. Yeah, I'm one of those people though. We also have merch. That merch is sexy as fuck and it'll make you sexy as fuck. That's all I gotta say. Go ahead and get you some damn merch. Love you. <laughs> Voice of the Fat Mantis and I are going live on the 30th of April. Uh, We're planning on doing this once a month, um, every month, uh, to talk about conspiracies and just have a good old time. So um, if you are interested, I will link his uh, channel as well. So that way you guys know where he's at because it will be live on his channel So yes, and shout out to him, my goodness, force of nature, that guy. Anyway, let's go. You know what it is, it's politics first. And you know what, guess who's here to help me? It's none other than Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash is going to be helping me introduce stories today so yes all right transition over all right let us get into this guess what people let me get Guess what? Joe Biden, this dang fool. All right. <laughs> He's trying to run for another re-election. Ain't gonna happen. This man's 80. Put him in a nursing home. Give him an ice cream cone and a wheelchair. It'll be fine. Anyway, let's just get to this. <laughs> In re-election video, Biden 80 talks our generation. Just what generation is that? President Joe Biden on Tuesday announced his uh, intention to run for re-election in 2024. Uh Uh-uh, bro. No, 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 no. 
I think everybody hates you. Anybody would be a fucking fool to, to re-elect you, to be honest. Anyway, the 80-year-old who would be... Oh, scared me to death. What? Give me a second. Let's just get into this article. It's uh, in re-election video. Biden 80 talks our generation. Just what generation is that? So Joe Biden on Tuesday announced his intention to run for re-election in 2024. The 80 year old who would be 86 at the end of the second term if he wins featured his it's this pivotal line. Every generation has a moment where they have to stand up for democracy and to stand up for their in, their fundamental freedoms. I believe this is ours. Ours? <laughs> I'm sorry, have you heard the shit that the woke folk of the Gen Z has been spewing? They don't believe in freedom. They hate America. They think that that's like expressing their... I don't know how the fuck they think. So I'm not even going to try to dissect one. I tried once. It was the last year that was like the highlight of that year. We're done with it. Fuck it. Okay. Um, Mr. President, were you born in 1942, which makes you part of the silent generation? Next time, the baby boomer generation, then Generation X, then Millennials, then Generation Z, then... And finally, Gen Alpha. Interesting. So Gen Alpha is after Gen Z. I'm scared of Gen Alpha. I thought I thought Gen Z was scary. Anyway, so your generation, Mr. President, was like five generations ago. Later in uh, the ad, Biden says, this is our moment. Exactly whose moment would that be? The average American is 38.5 years old. Um... That's less than half of Biden's age, and 83.3% of Americans are 64 years or younger, um, and 16.7% of Americans are 65 or older, and a minuscule 2.43% uh, is 80 years plus. So, uh, what generation is ours? Because, you know, Biden's generation makes up 2.43 of America. The, um, decisions Biden is making now uh, and could continue to make in 2029 uh, he must or he most likely will leave long or live long enough uh, to ever fill their effects so the problem is is that my problem with Biden I have a lot of problems with him but the one main problem why I really don't want him to once again there's so many but the main point that i'm trying to make is that he's waited way too long to run for president this has been his lifelong dream to be president ever since he was like a senator or whatever the fuck okay he has waited way too long to be president that is his own damn fault if he wanted to be president 
in his prime where he was a- where he's able to actually be allowed to talk about stuff like this about our generation you know the ones that are mostly 38 years old like he could have at least addressed it earlier in his life to where he would have been able to relate but right now he only relates to about 2% of the population of America right now that are 80 years old okay that's it He's unrelatable. He's deluded. He doesn't know how to talk. He doesn't remember anything. People put shit in front of his face and he signs it anyways. Anybody could basically just put anything in front of him and he'll just write his name or just a little scribble. I mean, the man's got dementia. You know that, right? He has to. He can't remember his own fucking name sometimes he said that he was his own wife at one time i'm just like what the fuck is this a joke this is a joke <clears throat> and what does joe biden a multimillionaire with multiple mansions uh who has nursed off the government uh teat since 1974 uh when he first started getting paid by you the taxpayer uh know about our generation Um, Biden is more out of touch than anyone could have imagined and grows more distant every day. Yes. (laughs) The three minute campaign ad is laughable, not only for the bald face lies, um, but for its phony folk, folk, folksiness, sorry, um, in which Biden calls on our better selves to unite followed by vicious attacks on the uh, 74 million people. That's the ambiance of Toledo, yo. (laughs) 74 million people who didn't vote for him in the first place. Um, I know America. I know we're good and decent people. I know we're still a country that believes in honesty and respect and treating each other with dignity, um, Biden said uh, before he launched into a tirade, which he uh, treated uh, half of America with little dignity. There's nothing more important, nothing more sacred, Biden said. It shouldn't be a revolution, but, you know, around the country, MAGA extremists are lining up to take on those uh, bedrock freedoms, cutting social security that you paid for. Social security that you paid for. You don't... As far as I know, social security is given to you when you are qualified. You don't pay for it. Social security pays you. The fuck? You paid for your entire life while cutting taxes from the the very wealthy. Uh, doesn't Ocasio Cortez actually believe that too? I mean, not that she expresses and actually exercises that uh, value that she so loves to talk about, tax the rich. But I mean, you even have Democrats that say that. People need to tax the rich more. But dictating uh, what health care decisions women can make, banning books and telling people who they can love, 
all the while making it more difficult for you to be able to vote. Okay, listen, we're gonna we're gonna really break all this shit down because I feel like doing it. I feel like breaking him down. You know, I mean, the man's brutal. It's gonna it's gonna be easy. He's gonna break easily. I'm sorry. I was. <laughs> I went somewhere in my mind. <clears throat> anyway. There's nothing more important, nothing more sacred. There's nothing more important and sacred for you, sir, than to uh, inflate the prices of gas and groceries and everything, every single necessity that the American people need to where people are ha- have to like go to uh, pull out like second mortgages in order to pay for things. They have to... Uh, work three jobs in order to just put food on the table and also pay the bills. That's what you fucking did, dude. There's nothing more sacred to you than fucking money, okay? So you don't care about the people. It's no um, surprise that Democrats and even just politicians in general, they don't care about the people. You want to know why there are MAGA extremist as you so call is because then the reason the American people like the word American has been smudged so much in the same people can fucking barely see it okay so there's people called patriots right they stand up for the country they are the policemen that protect the people of America they are also the uh, soldiers who have fought for this country overseas and everywhere else, okay? They are the hardworking men and women who farm their own food in order to buy and sell everything that they make in order to make a living. They are the independent business owners that don't give a shit about paying taxes. (laughs) Listen, if a man... (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) No, they are the business owners, okay? that have built their empire from the ground up without the government's assistance, without any loans or grants. And Biden hates the fact that people of America, especially patriots who believe in the power of the American person, like Someone who is an American takes pride in loving America. Someone who takes pride in being an American and loves their country and is able to take care of their country as well as their family. They're the fathers, the real fathers that take care of their kids, their wives, all of that. And he's sitting here calling us extremists just because we love our country and we want to defend it. I mean, wasn't it your generation, the silent generation that has actually kind of, how do you say it? Is it, hasn't it, has it been his, uh, I can't fucking talk. Hasn't it been his generation, along with others before the baby boomers, that have taught us patriotism? So, if you want to blame anybody for MAGA extremists, sir, 
Maybe it's your generation that needs to be blamed. Because if you want us to be fat, poor, and stupid, like everybody in Gen Z right now, who doesn't want to, like, lift a fucking finger, they just want to go on Twitch and masturbate, I mean, that's fine. Go ahead. If you get paid for it, who gives a shit, right? That's, that's how this generation is. They don't actually want to go out and get a job. They don't actually want to go out and fucking pay for the things they want. They want to cut corners. So, I mean, this next generation, this alpha generation, this Gen Z generation, you already got them. You're already feeding them the lie that they need to be poor, fat, and stupid in order to succeed in life. And, of course... We're going to give everybody social security who don't deserve it. And while those people who actually need social security and food stamps get fallen by the wayside because of your dumbass. There's a lot there. And I know I've stumbled over my words a few times. I apologize, but uh, it shouldn't be a revolution. Actually, it should be because you are the president. But, you know, around the country, MAGA extremists are lying, lining up to take on those bedrock freedoms. Okay, what freedoms are you giving us, sir? You want gun control, you want inflation, and as far as I know, there are many states that have suppressed the free speech of the American people, especially if they have an unpopular opinion. Cutting social security that you paid for, that made no fucking sense, sir. It's given to you when you qualify. Um, your entire life while cutting taxes from the very wealthy. Sir, there are some people that have not gotten their fucking taxes back from last year. Thanks to the IRS sitting on their asses doing absolutely fucking nothing. Dictating what healthcare decisions women can make. While a woman who is a victim of incest and rape, I understand that is terrifying and hard. And if a woman who is physically unable to deliver a child to where it is life-threatening... I excuse those scenarios for the moment so that I can address one thing. The health of a child, the rights to life should be given to everybody, including a child in the womb. That's all I gotta say. Banning books and telling people who they can love. Okay, LGBTQ... Listen, I don't even want to have a bone to pick with you right now. You already know if you if you have listened long enough. You know my stance upon the LGBTQ, all right? I disagree with it, especially when it becomes political to the point where a teacher decides to show his balls to his students and nobody does anything to fire that asshole. That'll be the next story. Anyway... <clears throat> There are books right now in the school system that teach little kids to go up and talk to strangers and let them take advantage of their children. Let them take advantage of the parents' children. 
Back in my day, it was, you don't talk to strangers. If someone inappropriately touches you, go tell somebody. But now it's like totally flipped upside down to where, oh, if a grown-up touches you, that means they like you. If they touch you in your no-no place, it means they love you. Pedophiles are just minor attracted people. They have rights to your children, victimizing your children, abusing your children, sexually humiliating your children, taking pictures of them, putting it on the dark web and trafficking their pictures as long as well as their bodies. You know, I mean, we all know that Joe's a pedo, so that's all I really want to say about that. All the while making it more difficult for you to be able to vote. You made it difficult. Joe Biden, you made it difficult for us to vote. You want to know why? Because remember the explosion in Tennessee? It had all the ballots that were all counted. Someone planted a bomb in that van. And guess what happened? Most of the votes were on that van from that state. The only reason why you got in was because you're a fucking wrinkly motherfucker, a raisin dried up in the goddamn sun reaching for an ice cream cone, okay? Everybody feels sorry for you. You're easily manipulated by everybody else in the White House. You're a puppet. That's all you fucking are. You're not a president. You're just a fucking wrinkly ball sack. Nobody likes you, dude. Well, where to begin with this mess? Lies, lies, and more lies. The president of half of the people... uh... Hang on. Okay. I'm on 17 minutes. Dang. I ranted. Half the people goes to um, malign uh, more... Americans, okay? When I ran for president four years ago, I said we're going to battle for the soul of America, and we still are. The question we're facing is whether the years ahead uh, we have more freedom or less freedom, more rights or fewer, he said. Biden's uh, presidency has been a joke from the beginning, and you don't need to wait two more years to ask yourself of the question Ronald Reagan posed when he ran for office in 1980. Are you better off today than you were four years ago? And uh, the other question you should ask yourself is, when Joe Biden says our generation, just what the heck is he talking about? All right, I'm done. I'm not using Johnny Cash because Johnny Cash, my guitar, is also grossed out. So he ain't gonna he ain't gonna introduce this one. Just shut the fuck up, man. No, nope. <laughs> anyway, uh, Wisconsin attorney reacts to trans woman flashing male genitalia in girls' uh, locker room shower. 
Uh, keep our kids safe. Okay. Outrage ensued uh, in a Wisconsin school district after an 18-year-old male-to-female transgender student uh, allegedly got into the showers with uh, four freshman girls and exposed their male genitalia to them at an area high school. Um, the statement an attorney representing the district admitted the incident should have never happened, but one legal group says the overall response to concerns raised by uh, parents has been lackluster at best. The most basic duty of school districts is to keep their kids or to keep our kids safe while they learn. Dan Lennington, deputy counsel at the Wisconsin Institute of Law and Liberty, told Fox News. So, <clears throat> these four girls wanted to rinse off their gym class involving a swim unit and they went into the shower. They were confronted by the 18-year-old who undressed, said, I'm trans, by the way, and exposed his penis to four freshman girls. Um, a letter sent by WILL um, claimed the trans student undressed fully and showered completely naked right next to one of the girls, initially with their back turned to the girls, but... Uh, when then face them fully exposing male genitals. Um, the incident was reported to student services, but uh, WILL complained that the incident should have been reported to the IX coordinator um, so that the girls could receive support they needed to end and be afforded a space to uh, file a complaint. Supportive measures uh, might have included some accommodations to maintain their access to education and adequate um, privacy in the locker room, at least while uh, a title um, IX investigation uh, is pending. No one from the district um, contacted any of the girls' parents at that time and no one investigated. To be clear, that means that the district's initial response um, to this incident violated the IX, the title IX, the letter continued. Wow. So basically, they just, they didn't do a damn thing. And I think they did that because they don't want the backlash from the LGBTQ community. Because, listen, I'm not going to sit here and demonize anybody who is trans. I have um, had experience with talking to trans people who have gone through trauma. And they do say that sometimes, okay, not all the time, it is the reason why they have become trans or they feel... Um, a different gender than they are is because of the trauma that they went through. So I'm not going to say that that's a whole category for everybody, but I am saying that is a main thing that does happen, not just with transgenders, but with a lot of other people in the LGBTQ. Okay. Not saying all, just some. All right. Let me just get that out of the way. I have expressed if the trans people want to have, want to be accepted in a, in a way, like for me, 
in my opinion, that person is a child, that, that kid is a child. They're in a locker room. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing this is a high school. I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. A child shouldn't have to deal with... And I died. Oh my God, why can't I talk? Oh my goodness. An identity crisis this bad. Um, as far as I'm concerned, there's something going on mentally with that child to where they think that they are a certain gender than they are and... Trust me, I know I might get flack for that, but it's true. There are people out there that feel like it's emotionally more safe to to be a different gender than they are because of the trauma that they went through. The one thing that I don't understand is why this hasn't been tackled. I... I understand, like, they they don't want to have any, like, hate towards, like, they don't want to end up, like, having their actions upon attacking this issue be interpreted as hate by the LGBTQ, but I feel like people who are avoiding hate is just going to make more hate, so either way... Whether this uh, kid gets, I don't know, I don't think he should be punished. I think he should at least go to therapy because of, um, you know, going through that. Because I don't know, like, as far as me, I, I just don't think it's okay for a child to be going through that. Um, it's different with an adult because I feel like an adult can do whatever the hell they want. It's fine. But when it comes to kids doing stuff like that, there's something wrong. There's something wrong mentally that I feel like kids from newborn to 18 should at least have their innocence enough to where they don't feel like they have to be a certain um, sexuality or a certain gender or anything like that. Have a different identity just to be accepted. And I feel like that's what's going on with Gen Z to where... Um, cause don't get me wrong. I love people. I love people. I love people that go through mental illness. I, I, I love people who are going through trauma. That's what I do. I'm a recovery coach and I express my love to those people who need it. Um, and that love is extended towards the people who are part of the LGBTQ that come through my doors. But the one thing is that I don't think that, I don't believe that children should be going through that. That's just me. To me, it's like, right now, this generation believes that if they have a disability, or if they fake a disability, um, if they are a different, um, if they are a different gender, a different sexuality, um, even a different species. There's people out there that believe that they're, they're an animal instead of a person. All of these things have been labeled onto them in order to make them feel special. Um, I don't think it's always necessarily trying to find themselves but it's more of the fact that they want to be loved. 
they are extending their arm to be loved. And the only love that they see are the people on TikTok that are a transgender woman, gender fluid, uh, lesbian who has autism. And that's just an example. I'm not trying to make fun of anybody. And they feel like, oh, okay, so in order to be loved, I have to have a disability. I have to have to, you know, be a different uh a different gender and a different sexuality. It's not about like back then where if someone ended up starting to realize that they're gay or trans or um, lesbian, bisexual, it came, I don't even want to say it came naturally because I don't believe it's natural. I disagree with it. I, I'm, I'm against all of that, but I'm not going to sit here and preach hate, but back then it came as a realization then it becoming a a need to be loved if you get what i'm like trying to express so when i think of this 18 year old transgender girl who is wanting to be accepted by all these other girls that are that don't have genitalia the same way that she does. Of course, there's... I don't... Like, I'm not in... I'm not even in the the mood. I'm not even in the mood to preach at you guys. Because it's a child. I know he's 18 years old, but like... That's still a child to me. I'm 33. I can say that. Like, that's a child. What has happened to his life in order to come to the realization or come to the need of being transgender in order to be accepted like that? Um, but the parents and the the parents of the girls and the girls themselves and even the parents that have heard about this that have students they have like their kids as students in this high school they all have the right to be angry because the correct the um school should have at least attacked this issue they should have at least tackled this issue to where some type of boundaries were put in place for both the transgender people in that school along with the females that need to be protected as well. It's not always the transgender people that get uh, stigmatized or triggered. It's also the straight girls, the straight boys, okay, that feel uncomfortable because they get stigmatized every day. Because they, be- they, st- I feel like people who are now like straight and who are um, biologically male and female who acknowledge that their biology is the truth, I feel like they're being brushed aside and put by the wayside into a ditch to where they can't get out of and no one can hear their cries and no one can hear their 
distress because everybody's glorifying the bravery of the trans person and it's like no you we all you guys need to acknowledge that there's distress when a transgender woman ends up entering the shower with male genitalia okay um they have to address that there's children that get uncomfortable when they hear a teacher say, a trans teacher say, that, oh, I'm going to shoot you if you guys don't try hard enough. This, These are things that are happening right now. And to me, that is very toxic. No one speaks up for the straight biological children right now and it's disgusting to me okay i understand that sometimes trans people go through a lot there's a lot of people in the lgbtq that have trauma okay i'm not gonna not acknowledge that okay but we can't keep pushing the biological kids and i know that people call them cisgender i don't like calling them that I don't, I just don't like that. <laughs> but you, you get what I mean. We're not coexisting. Okay? There's a lot of people that are making excuses for people who are trans because they make such a fuss. And I don't think that that's okay. I don't think it's okay for this issue to be swept under the rug just because that Wisconsin school doesn't want to be hated by the LGBTQ. Either way, whatever choice they decide to do, whatever choice they decide to make to tackle this issue, somebody's gonna hate somebody. (laughs) Guess what? That's a part of life. Get over it. Find a solution. Listen, you guys don't know, but there are certain topics that are popular that I just refuse to talk about because it would just be annoying to me and it would be toxic for you to listen because I would get so pissed off and I don't want to be pissed off today. I just don't. I'm tired. I don't want to be pissed off today, but we're going to talk about Dylan Mulvaney. Twitter users call for boycott of cosmetic brand over um, partnership with Dylan Mulvaney. Okay. Social media users on Twitter got the hashtag boycott Maybelline. Oh, God. I use Maybelline. Why, bitch? (sighs) Trending on Tuesday over the cosmetic brand's partnership with biological male transgender activist Dylan Mulvaney. In March, Mulvaney posted a video on TikTok applying Maybelline makeup um, and uh, announcing that the social media influencer is getting glam. Okay. Uh, Calls to boycott the makeup company came following a similar 
uh, campaign against Asher Bush, um, or Anisher Bush, after a, after a confirmed partnership with Mulvaney. Um, the account on Twitter posted, uh, the latest, yeah, the, yeah, the latest fools to employ Dylan Mulvaney is a makeup company, Get Woke, Go Broke. Oh, wow. Another user tweeted, hey, Maybelline, women have fought for years to get to where we are. Women's rights are being taken back by these men, and you support it. Uh, please, all of us um, born women, let's boycott Maybelline. Yeah, I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm already on it. I It's heartbreaking for me because it's... Uh, Personally, I I don't have the best skin, and Maybelline is actually the best uh, skin product for my texture of skin. So it kind of it kind of breaks my heart. I've been using Maybelline for years. So, oh yeah, no fuck you, Maybelline. I mean, once you you know kick Mulvaney out, I may reconsider. Who knows? But man, I'm gonna have to find another. Elf is good too. Elf is good. Nyx is great, but way too expensive. But we'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. <laughs> While another posted, okay, ladies, now Maybelline is partnering with the with the degradation of women. Bo- boycott Maybelline. Okay, ladies, Maybelline is partnering with the degradation of women. Yeah. I don't understand. I don't. It's gross. Yet another user tweeted, boycott Maybelline. Um, Products, please. Like other woke entities, they no longer are focused on women. Color me trans. That It's a no for me. <laughs> on Monday, um, reporters surfaced that Bud Light had seen sales plummet by 17% since the, Mulva- <laughs> the Mulvaney partnership. Yikes. Um, country stars such as, uh, John Rich, Travis Tritt, and Kid Rock made headlines when they announced they were done with the brand over the Mulvaney controversy. Is Bud Light really that good, to be honest? I, I don't think I've ever tried it, and, I mean, I definitely don't want to try it now, but I'm always, I'm a wine girl. I'm a wine and whiskey girl. Anyway, uh, Rich tweeted, What beer should my bar, Redneck Riviera, in Nashville replace Bud Light with? (laughs) Trent went on uh, even further to announce uh, he would be deleting the Anisher Bush uh, products from uh, my tour hospitality writer. I know many other artists who are doing the same. Kid Rock posted on Twitter showing him shooting several cans of Bud Light, uh, cases of Bud Light. Grandpa's feeling a little frisky today. The 50-year-old singer um, captioned the post, Let me say something to all of you and be as clear and concise as possible. Fuck Bud Light and fuck Anisha Bush. Um, Have a terrific day. (laughs) Wow. Why would Bud Light... I, I just feel like Bud Light, okay? Now, I come from a, a redneck hillbilly family, so I'm allowed to say this, okay? Bud Light is usually associated with rednecks and hillbillies and country folk, okay? Not lying. 
It happens. Okay. It's a thing. They love their beer. All right. So why would Bush, or I'm sorry. Yeah, no. Why would Bud Light want to be affiliated with something other than the image that they have already created for themselves? That was self-sabotaging, whether they realized that or not. But on Friday, the Bud Light executive behind the decision to partner with Mulvaney reportedly took leave of absence. Alicia, Alyssa uh, Heinerscheid, vice president of marketing at Bud Light, will be replaced by Budweiser Global Marketing VP Todd Allen, um, parent company Anisha Bush in Bev told Ad Age. Okay. Um, then on Monday, Daniel Blake, a top marketing executive for the company's mainstream brands, was placed on leave <laughs> over the incident. So not only are there people that are just taking leave because they don't want to tackle the issue, it's the same thing. They don't want to tackle the issue that they've catered to a trans person or it, it, what are you guys afraid of? Jeez. I think it's time for a break, y'all. Here's the fun section, okay? Here's random news that I find interesting. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, now that we've got some seriousness out of the way. I remember, I want to say it was last year. Um... I told you guys that I wanted to share like 20 facts about me, but I'm like, you guys know already like a lot. Like what do you guys not know? Like you guys know that I, I have a voice and I like to use it. You know, all the very important stuff, but maybe you guys don't know all the little mundane things, like the fun facts about me. I don't know. I just kind of thought that this, this would be kind of fun to just kind of know Rogue Radio a little bit more. So here's 20 facts about me. Number one is that I believe in spirit animals. Um, for the longest time, I thought uh, my spirit animal was a fox because it was one of my favorites. But I don't see it as often. My spirit animal is a sparrow. And the only reason why I say it is a sparrow is because not only does Hopper sit on my window and wake me up almost every morning, but other sparrows have come near me, have stared at me, like they're looking into my soul. And that's usually one of the main traits of a spirit animal kind of connecting with you. And yes, I believe in spirit animals. I don't believe that you reincarnate into uh, your spirit animal, but I do believe that a spirit animal is there sent by God to show you 
something, you know what I mean? Number two, I am very into steampunk. Um, in 2016, I had been a featured artist at um, a college that housed the art show, and I showed up in a handmade costume uh, that was steampunk themed. Like, I loved steampunk at the time, so... Um, Still love it to this day. Not as much, but, um, yeah, no, it was fun. It was fun. (laughs) Number three is that I am an old soul. Um, I love watching old movies. I love uh, listening to, um, old music. Um, let's see. The oldest type of music that I do listen to is from the 1920s. I don't know why. I just do. I like it. Um, and the oldest, uh, film that I've probably actually sat down and watched and liked was a Charlie Chaplin movie called Modern Times. I love Charlie Chaplin. Um, number four, um, along with, you know, the music that I listen to, there's a lot of strange things that I listen to, too. Um, I guess one of the most kookiest type of music that I listen to is steampunk music actually. It's really funny though because they don't really say that it's steampunk genre. They call it vaudeville um, but I, I like listening to vaudeville steampunk music. It's interesting. That and chap hop. <laughs> it is um, a British, a very stereotypical like British take on rap which I find entertaining as fuck. <laughs> um, the chap hop artist that I do listen to is Mr. B and also Professor Elemental. Professor Elemental is one of my favorite ones. He literally cheers me up when I have, like, I'm having the worst day ever. Because he's just so whimsical. It's so funny. And as far as, like, the steampunk vaudeville sort of thing, uh, Cog is dead, or the Cog is dead, and Steam Power Giraffe are my two favorite bands from that genre as well. <laughs> Number five, um, I write a lot of fan fiction. Um, I am a dedicated, very committed fangirl to certain fandoms, um, and I love it. I guess one of my earliest fandoms that I'm proud to talk about. It's Doctor Who. I've never actually written fan fiction about Doctor Who because I feel like sci-fi is very hard to tackle in a story. So much so, I'm writing my own book, which is probably fact number five. I'm writing my own book. It's called Rogue. Go figure. Um, and it is basically uh, from a dream I had a long time ago about five people trying to escape the tyranny of robotic rule and um, I am still in the process of revising and proofreading and meticulously trying to fit in details and mannerisms to the characters and the countries and the continent is a lot it's a lot <laughs> but um, I'm jo- I'm, in- I'm enjoying a lot from that like I'm enjoying the hard work 
constructing my own story in book. Fact number six, I have favorite flowers. Um, I think every girl does, but peach roses, white roses, pink roses, and I don't know. Um, orchids are nice too. Fact number seven, I dance, but you'll never see me dance. It is a thing just for me. <laughs> if I start dancing and I record it, it's probably because I'm like uber confident to show you guys, but I probably never will. Fact number eight, um, I have a thing in my eyes. I don't know, what is it called? It's called heterochromia. It's, it's not even really a condition, it's just something that happens um, during birth. So um, I have a thing called central heterochromia, which means I have two pigmentations in both eyes around the pupil of my eye. So I have blue, and then I have this copper brown around the middle of my eye. Fact number nine, I have prominent canines. I might have been a vampire in my past life. Fact number 10, I love black cats specifically, just because I feel like they don't get enough attention. They don't get enough love. They're not bad luck. I've owned one. They're amazing. Okay, fact number what? 11? Are we on 11 or 10? Anyway, 11. Fact number 11. I have written a children's book named The Adventures of Baby Fox, which is um, basically a red fox that goes out on an adventure and she, you know, goes off on her own and she ends up creating a brand new family as she goes through her adventures. And um, that specific character came from a traumatic time in my life. Um, I had uh, been broken up with my first love and uh, drawing baby fox actually helped me cope. Are we on fact number 12 or 13? Man, I don't even know. Fact number 12. <laughs> I love costume dramas. Pride and Prejudice is one of my favorites. Alright, fact number 13 trying to think okay well if I had a superpower I would love to fly fact number 14 um, I am very tall well technically I guess I am tall but I don't think I'm that tall um, but I am 5'6 so I am tall so tall that uh, whenever I buy leggings I <laughs> I have to tuck the ends of my leggings into my socks so that they don't ride up and make me look like I don't fit them because they do it's just they're not long enough <laughs> is it fact number 15 now I think so okay well fact number 15 I have a TikTok where I post head cannons for my followers about My Hero Academia. I am a big weeb of My Hero Academia. No shame. No shame at all. Fact number 16, right? <laughs> um, when I first started living alone, when me and my friends would hang out 
a lot of the time we would, I had like tons of costumes, like that was my thing. I would make costumes, handmade and everything. And I would make us up as like certain characters or like certain weird creative characters. And then we would just go out in public to scare everybody. <laughs> True. Very true. Uh, we uh, one time dressed up as dudes <laughs> and ordered pizza from Little Caesars. <laughs> we were bored. Fact number 17. Um, I believe that an empath or a person who expresses deep empathy for someone is not a psychic power. I believe it is a prophetic gift. Fight me. No, I just truly believe that it is a prophetic gift more than a psychic gift or a psychic ability just because I believe that certain things that um, Jesus has blessed, Satan has perverted. So, you know, yeah, that's what I believe. I believe that anybody who has a certain empathetic spirit have the ability to uh, feel a lot and I feel like most introverts are empathetic that is why they refuse to be around people because they feel everything fact number 18 I love making blanket forts and watching old uh, Nickelodeon shows that um, you know just it makes me feel nostalgic I don't do it often but whenever I am in that nostalgic mood I will probably build a tent and just be there for a while. <laughs> Fact number 19. Are we on number 19? I don't remember, but we're on number 19. I'm pretty sure anyway. Um, every time I paint, um, a lot of artists have a certain thing that they gravitate to whenever they paint. For some reason, mine is a lion. I love to um, draw and um, paint lions and uh, I'm not sure why but that that's just me that lions are my muse and number 20 I make some good fucking smoothies <laughs> I forgot. Here's a bonus fact, okay? Back in the day when I was like, what, 23? 24? My neighbors and I ended up going to um, Bowling Green to go clubbing. It was my first time ever doing it. And uh, it was goth night, so I'm not normally gothic, but uh, a friend of mine made me up to look gothic. And we all went out to goth night and we went clubbing and it was so fun and uh i wasn't supposed to let my parents know but here we go <laughs> they listen <laughs> but anyway um me and my neighbor and his friend we ended up uh wandering around the streets in bowling green and uh we ended up breaking into a laundromat because I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> we broke in. <laughs> and uh, after I got done, we were waiting for my neighbor to get done going to the bathroom. I jumped in one of the laundry carts, you know, the ones that like wheel around. 
and his friend pushed me around on the laundry cart around the laundromat it was so much fun yes that was my first time I've ever rebelled against my parents and they didn't know it Did you guys know that there's a whole conspiracy out there that says Finland does not exist and if you fly there and meet the people then they're like a fed and I, <clears throat> I don't know why. I don't know why. Because like, <clears throat> have you ever met anybody in person like from Finland? Have you ever met a Finnish person? That's why, that's like the whole conspiracy. Like, Finland doesn't exist, but yet it's still the happiest country on earth <laughs> at the moment. Uh, but yeah, that gives me a segue into the next topic that we're going to talk about. The 10 best Finnish lifestyle habits we should adopt from the happiest country in the world. Embracing joy. 10 Finnish lifestyle habits for a happier life. Number one is pri- prioritize work and life balance. I feel like I've read this before. Have I read this before, y'all? Have I? When it comes to finding balance in your work and personal life, uh, Finland does it best. In Finland, work-life balance is highly valued. Um, employers often encourage flexible working hours, telecommunicating ample uh, vacation time. Adopting this Finnish lifestyle habit allows employees to enjoy their lives outside of work, uh, leading to a happier and more fulfilled work pl- workforce. Um, the work culture in Finland allows for ample time to explore hobbies, socialize, and time for uh, rest away from work. That's really cool. Number two is embrace the outdoors. So I feel uh, there is a thing in Scandinavia, basically, which means uh, Sweden, Finland, Norway, uh, Denmark, and Iceland all do this. They go forest bathing or something like that, where they just get lost in the woods. They, uh, you know, they find it very therapeutic to just go walking in the woods. And uh, that's it. (laughs) Um, They just find it very calming to be next to nature. So uh, one of the key Finnish uh, lifestyle habits is cherishing their connection to nature. With an abundance of forests, lakes, and open spaces, Finns regularly spend time outdoors, whether that's hiking, skiing, or simply going for a walk. Immersing oneself in nature promotes relaxation and overall well-being. Number three is the practice of sisu. Sisu is a unique Finnish concept that refers to stoic determination, resilience, and perseverance in uh, the face of adversity. By adopting this mindset, Finns face life's challenges head-on, building character and learning from their experiences. Number four, foster a sense of community. Um, In Finland, social connections and a sense of community are very vital. Neighbors help each other, and there's a strong emphasis on supporting local businesses. By fostering a strong sense of belonging, um, Finns can uh, rely on each other 
uh, and create a happier society. Number five, uh, value your education. Finland is known for its world-class education system. Uh, access to quality education considered is a fundamental right. And um, the country invests heavily in its schools and teachers. Um, this emphasis on learning cultivates a knowledgeable and engaged population. Uh, number six, focus on mental well-being. Uh, mental health is taken seriously in Finland. That's why I feel like all countries should learn a lot from Finland because there is just so much to learn, not just in Finland, but in Scandinavia overall. Just like, like Sisu. Sisu is basically a word that just describes being determined, you know, and um, Huga is a way of, you know, um, it's not really defined, but it's like a way of life, just like Sisu is. Um, Huga is just a way of expressing your relaxation, and there's a way of doing it, being cozy and warm and happy, you know. So, the way they do things is very, very interesting. But uh, mental health is taken seriously in Finland with ample uh, resources and support available to those in need. In Finland, mental health care is integrated with physical health care services. Um, by acknowledging and addressing mental health concerns, Finns maintain a healthier and more balanced lifestyle. Number seven, enjoy the simple pleasures. Uh, Finns um, appreciate a little the little things in life, whether it's a cup of coffee, a cozy evening with friends, or a sauna session. Um, embracing these uh, simple pleasures can help create happiness and contentment in our everyday lives. Number eight is embrace the power of the sauna. Man, I wish I had a sauna, dude. I would I would live there. <laughs> Uh, saunas are a Finnish tradition that promotes relaxation, stress relief, and bonding with friends and family. Regular sauna sessions help cleanse the body and provide a um, space for contemplation and connection. Integrating this Finnish lifestyle habit into our routines can be truly transformative. Number oh, number nine, sorry. Um practice equality see this is something that we need in america we don't we don't we don't treat each other as equals at all it's awful it it's shameful finland is known for its commitment to gender equality and social justice by working towards a more equitable society Finns create an environment where everyone can thrive and feel valued number 10 is stay active which is something a lot of Americans, including me, have a problem with. with just being truthful, okay? It's hard to get up in the morning. Physical activity is a crucial part of the Finnish lifestyle, whether it's walking, cycling, or participating in sports. Staying active helps maintain um, a healthy body and mind, um, leading to overall happiness. In this Finnish culture, um, incorporating physical activity into daily routines is important regardless of the weather or season. In Finland, there is access to year-round outdoor activities, access to plenty of public green spaces uh, to stay active outdoors. And, uh, sorry. There is um, also access to 
um, a variety of sports uh, complexes, okay? Um, with the emphasis on staying active, it's clear that the Finnish culture uh, ensures that everyone has the opportunity to stay active and integrate physical activity into their lifestyles. Yes. disappointed. I had a recording of me taking the Am I Emo test. Newsflash, I am so emo I panicked at the disco. But instead, I have decided to list some good webtoon uh, reads for you guys. Um, download webtoon app and yeah well let's get to it the first one is one i just finished is called true beauty and i liked it just because it's about this girl who basically doesn't really believe that she's beautiful because everybody's told her that she's ugly um it's taken place in south korea and apparently south korea has very high beauty standards um so she ends up perfecting the art of makeup and being able to hide her ugly face and um so every time she goes out she's mistaken for two different people so whenever she's like not wearing makeup she is mistaken for someone else and when she is um wearing makeup she's like I don't know, understood as a babe, like she's a babe to everybody. And she ends up in this like love triangle with two of her old classmates. And it's it's pretty interesting. I liked it. It's nice. It kind of reminds me of me because I wear makeup a lot. And I sometimes feel like I look different with or without my makeup too. So it kind of reminded me of me. Next one is Anara Sumanara, which is also an adaptation from Netflix, or it's, um, it was taken on by Netflix, but it's all about this girl who has to fend for her little sister, and they live on their own, um, their mom has died, their father is a deadbeat, and, um, she has to go to high school by herself, and she has to afford everything, her books, her uniform, and everything, and she works her ass off at a convenience store, and, um, this, uh, man who owns the convenience store basically tries to come on to her, because of the position that she's in and um then some man steps in who believes that he's truly a uh, a magician so he kind of takes her on this you know wild imaginative ride of like learning how to live a different way um it's it's an interesting um take on like how two strangers can become very very good friends very quickly and it ties into like mental illness because we find that the um magician guy that teaches her magic and 
you know, basically wants her to believe in the magic in life, um, is mentally ill and uh, he has committed suicide before in his life. And, uh, so as she's like hanging out with this guy, um, she does find out that he, he's kind of unhinged a little bit. And I don't know. I think it's a beautiful story. Let's see. Number three is Phase, which um, I'm still working on reading. It's very good. It's so good. Um, from the best way I can explain is that it is um, centered around this girl who ends up having some sort of superpower. So whenever she... Um, she can only stay in one place for so long and in order for her to stay longer in one place she has to make sure that she's not stressed because if she gets too stressed out her body will transport itself to another part of the world and she'll be separated from her brother and her uh, other friends that are trying to you know protect her and that's pretty much it at the moment the next one is Lackadaisy. Lackadaisy is um, some. It's a webtoon that I've followed all the way from DeviantArt. So uh, this creator made um, DeviantArt cartoon strips in um, a sepia type of like tone instead of black and white. It's sepia. So um, and it's all all these cats that basically are in like the 1930s everything has um kind of shut down like all of the speakeasies have risen and there's no alcohol alcohol is all outlawed so there's these gangs of cats (laughs) that um end up uh trying to smuggle alcohol Uh, to their speakeasies so that way they'll be able to have business and stuff like that and it's it's hilarious and um the first uh episode of lackadaisy is on the lackadaisy youtube channel and it is a cartoon now and it is crazy good i was laughing my ass off um the next one is called mers which is basically the creator's diary in a cartoon form so she'll make these little uh episodes these short episodes of um like what her and her boyfriend go through on a daily basis in a very funny and comedic way um they uh she kind of like bears all like she's not afraid to be gross in it um there's one where <laughs> her and her boyfriend have a fart battle and, and it's just that's just kind of how relationships are <laughs> there is one that used to be on um on webtoon and i'm kind of upset i'm very upset actually i'm very upset that it's not there it's called the nightmare factory And the Nightmare Factory is all about these two people that come from two parallel universes that end up in um, a a world where they have to try to escape the Nightmare Factory. So the Nightmare Factory 
is conducted by a man who I feel is the cross of uh, Willy Wonka and the Cheshire Cat. That's what he looks like, I feel like. Um, And he's like the conductor of the Nightmare Factory, and they have to find him in order for him to let them go. Um, And throughout this whole time, they're in a time... They're like in a world that is very unfamiliar to them, and so they have to find their way back to their own universe by helping. And uh, I absolutely loved this uh, story. I don't know if the creator decided to uh, delete it. I don't know why, but she totally just deleted the whole thing. But apparently, I guess the Nightmare Factory is now called, um, what is it called? Like, Upcoming Death or something like that. And it's nothing like Nightmare Factory. Nightmare Factory was just dynamite. Another one is Unordinary, and before there was My Hero Academia that stole my heart, it was Unordinary that I loved very much. And it does kind of have the same type of uh, feel as My Hero Academia. Um, Unordinary centers around this boy who lives in a high school where there's hierarchy with people who have superpowers. So everybody has a superpower. Um, And he's the only person that has been registered that uh, doesn't have a superpower. So he's basically Deku. Mm, But what a lot of the classmates around him don't know is that he does have a superpower. But he he wants to keep it secret because of an incident that has happened in his old school. He doesn't like to fight back with his powers. He would rather fight back with his fists. And um, his physicality, like he just ends up trying to punch somebody in the face because there are a lot of people that like to use him as a punching bag in that school. There is also an element uh, in the story that also resembles like season four of My Hero, which um, they end up um, him and the king of the school, which is basically the the most strongest person in the high school and along with the queen who is very good friends with John the main character and um, they end up finding out that the government has made a formula to take away their superpowers and the queen ends up getting in the line of fire and she loses her powers another one is called dense and uh this one was actually co-written by, um, if you ever watched uh, Two Broke Girls, Beth Bears, the blonde, has actually wrote this story and put it on Webtoon. It's interesting. It's a very like post-apocalyptic type of uh, story where there are types of people called dents, D-E-N-T-S. And these dents have superpowers that um, are not acceptable in real like society. So whenever they find a dent, they have to kill them or imprison them or exile them. So it's all you know taken place by this blonde girl. I don't know I don't remember her name, 
but this girl ends up finding out that she's a dent and she has to flee the society that she's in. She ends up meeting other dents and she travels with them in order to survive. I guess one of the very first ones before um, True Beauty was called When Tangents Meet, which is a slice of life type of story which centers around this popular boy at school who ends up meeting this very, uh, I don't want to say she's stupid, but she, she comes off stupid, um, to him. And I don't remember why they're together or why they have to talk to each other all the time and be affiliated with each other. But he ends up like learning that the reason why she doesn't understand a lot is because she had, um, she used to be a ballet dancer and she danced herself into a head injury. Like she fell and so she was never the same again, but they end up falling in love and shit. It's great. (laughs) And that's it for me. Thank you so much for listening to me babble on. Um, and I will see you in the trenches next time. Bye-bye. Oh, and by the way, the fat mantis has made his own webtoons as well. I just want to put it out there. They're pretty funny. They're called Her Science and Black Triangles. Go ahead and read them. Give them some love. Mm-hmm.